Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you, are you going to say the first word, or I, I guess I, I am now? I, I guess I will. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as a sad boy. That's B-O-I. Uh, this guy over here, he's my vice sad boy. He's also uh, known as Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. That was rough, Derek. That wasn't great. It that was very, great. very, very familiar. It's like watching the same movie like over and over and over again. But it's like your least favorite movie. And you're expecting the ending to be different. Yeah. And you like have like, a hope that somehow that the, the movie will get better when right. you watch it for like a second, third or tenth time. But right. it never does. Right. No, it doesn't. Uh, this show uh, is very depressing, of course. Uh, we are brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. You get all sorts of wonderful goodies. That's America's top rated sportsbook app. Oh, Jesse, it's not just one heartbreaking loss in this series. It's two. This was a five-game series that we were very worried about. And to be honest, if we want to start uh, looking at silver linings and accentuating the positive, this was a very winnable series for the Arizona Diamondbacks that they actually yeah. played pretty well in, right? It's just some disastrous late-inning situations led what should have been a, a 4-1 to one series victory for the Diamondbacks and do a 3-2 vic- uh, series loss to for the for, for the D-backs to the Dodgers. So yeah. it was just, uh, it, it, there was a lot of things here that were encouraging, uh, but it's hard to be encouraged after seeing, you know, Zach Gallen have the tremendous day he had only to have it, you know, pissed away there at, at the end of the game. It was a tremendous day, and I don't want to lose. It like, was Galentine's Day. It was Galentine's Day, uh, and it was the best Galentine's Day that I can ever remember. I mean, he set a career high with eight innings pitched. Uh, Zach Gallon somehow. 13 strikeouts. 13 strikeouts. That was also a career Incredible. high. Somehow, Zach Gallon had never thrown more than seven and a third uh, innings in his career before tonight. He's been obviously an excellent pitcher for a number of years but he's been mostly a six or seven inning type right. of a guy mostly a six inning guy up to this point if there was a weakness that we could say he had in his game it was the fact that sometimes when he yeah. went late that's when you would see him kind of fall apart a bit there so he right. didn't tend to have that 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 longevity to his to his game 13 strikeouts though i mean i think he had 18 whiffs um he still isn't really throwing his changeup anymore, which kind of baffles me it's because it's a, good a year pitch. or two ago, that was like that was what Zach Gallon was known for. If any, if any one pitch 
um, you know, really stood out in his arsenal was the changeup. And um, he threw two of them today and he threw one of them, I believe, in his last start. Um, but his curveball is good enough that apparently he doesn't need any other secondary you know? pitches. I guess he throws the cutter, too. But I mean, it's basically two different types of fastball and and the curveball and the Dodgers were just off balance all night. And I know there's a number of people um, including possibly ourselves wondering, you know, should the Diamondbacks have just brought Zach Allen out for the ninth inning? Derek, I'll let you take the first stab at that question. <laughs> I think the problem here is, and uh, I think it was Strom's lab on Twitter said it best. Uh, really what we're looking at is a team that has really done nothing to address their bullpen situation. Yeah. They don't really even have any kind of, they're not adapting to this season. They're not trying to put guys maybe that are starters or, you know, maybe starting quality pitchers out there in the bullpen. Uh, you know, Caleb Smith has been good at times. There's been some couple of guys you can say that about. Even Reyes Maranta has been very good for this team considering he was uh, a DFA candidate from the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers that the Diamondbacks picked up. But that's the problem, right? To has, have Reyes Maranta as your number one option tonight in this situation just yeah. shows how lost this bullpen truly is as far as guys that they can count on and who can who can they truly turn to when they you know when the game is on the line and they really just need to get through one inning without giving up a run obviously that didn't work out for him tonight Reyes Maranta didn't work out Joe Mansupply didn't work out nothing in this bullpen seems to work out and <laughs> I understand it's a bit of an understatement <laughs> I, I I can only imagine the frustration you know, for Mike Hazen, for Tori Lavello, right? Like, I know a lot of people want Tori Lavello's uh, job after tonight, right? I know a lot of people are so mad about him not sending Zach Gallon back out there. And to be honest, I don't see a reason why. But then if it if it goes the other way and then Zach Gallon blows the game, then we're screaming at Tori, why didn't he take him out, right? I so, don't know if we are, though. Really? Like, on a night like this. Do you really think people are going to be screaming if, if I, Zach? I think I people. If Zach Gallon blew the game after getting the lead there after eight innings. I mean, if he throws like 125 pitches, like yes. But if if Zach Gallon comes out and gets to like 110, and the Dodgers walk him off, I don't know. Like that just has a different feel. I mean, Zach Gallon at this point, and what I think a lot of our audience members are probably thinking right now is that like, hasn't he earned your trust? Like, do you really believe that Zach Gallen, 98 pitches into one of the most dominant starts of his career, is less effective than Reyes Maranta or Luis Frias or Joe Mantiply or whoever you're going to throw out there right now? Let me ask you this, though. I mean, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, but were right. there not starts this season where Zach Gallen did stay in too long and everything that's fell true, the fuck apart? But and it didn't happen in the ninth inning. It happened in the sixth or it happened true. in the fifth, right? So there were times I where just Zach don't Gallen think was cruising that... and then all of a sudden things fell apart. And we said that. We were like, why didn't you pull him out? You knew you were yeah, coming up against the third time through the rotation, right? So it's it's easy to question the manager when the things don't go right, right? Is, yeah. is really what it comes down to. But it's also easy to get mad at this team and easy to get mad about managing this team in this way when you know the bullpen is so ineffective, right? And that's really what it comes down to is most people, including these two guys right here, feel <laughs> like we would have had a much better chance to send Zach Gallon back out there to win. But then there is that. There is that questioning of that. Not yeah. to mention, we talked to Zach Gallon one time about throwing a no-hitter, and he didn't sound like he was willing to 
put up with that bullshit for over 100 pitches for too long, right? Like, even a no-hitter <laughs> wasn't important enough to Zach Gallon for him to, like, go out and throw 125 pitches, right. like he said. So I doubt that a game like tonight really is either. But it's the Dodgers. You're doing. You're on a roll. You're doing so well. 13 strikeouts, a career high. Eight innings pitched, a career high. I, I, I would have liked to maybe see him do it too. You know, I'm not going to yeah. lie. It's just damned if you do, damned if you don't. To be honest, the Dodgers are just a really good team. And yeah. you just got to hand it to them that the fact that when, when the game is on the line, they seem to be incredibly good at stepping up in those situations, in those come, come from behind victories. The Dodgers run differential, Jesse, is like 326 this season. Yeah. Plus 300. That's absurd. The Diamondbacks are minus 29, minus 30 like right that. now. Yeah. And the Dodgers are plus 326. Like, it's just, it's just an incredible team. But here's the thing is they're showing cracks in their armor, and I feel like that's what we saw in this series. I don't want to try to be that guy that's always looking for the positives, but that's what we do on this show. <laughs> and you got to We're not it. allowed to look for positives you on gotta like this. You got to hand it to year. a team. People that, are angry look, and they just want you to be uh, angry with them. Well, okay. Here, here maybe this will make you less angry because our friends uh from Cespedes Family Barbecue had some things to say about the Arizona Diamondbacks on Twitter tonight and that was judge this Pujols that Dodgers juggernaut whatever. I'm focused on crafting my 2023 NL champion Arizona Diamondbacks hot take. This man didn't say 2024, Jesse. <laughs> he didn't say 2025. He said 2023. Chuckle all you want, but have you watched Zach Gallon? Yeah. He was just, I mean, he was on another oh, level. He really in, was in this game. It was, it was really incredible. And and I think it does build confidence for next year, right? Even though the Diamondbacks don't win this series. Uh, which it still baffles me. We just played a five-game series with the Los Angeles Dodgers in four days. This is a, a wild, it felt like a wild minor league shit. Like it felt like where you, yeah, play, you know, yeah, from, where you have Sunday a six-game yeah, six right? series or something. Um, but yeah, I'm told the Diamondbacks won't be playing the Dodgers tomorrow. I'm not sure if I actually believe that, hey, but that's yeah, that's what I'm told. There's a positive. The Arizona <laughs> Diamondbacks do not play the Dodgers anymore this season. There you go. We did it. It's over. The nightmare is over. So, but it does like. That. I think this series, and even though it had such a tragic ending, the Diamondbacks will open next season playing eight of their first ten games against the Dodgers. Why are you like this? But but why I, are you like I'm, this? I am saying this in a positive manner because this was a series that no, follow me here. All right, I'm, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm giving you. Go ahead. This was a series the where the Diamondbacks held their own against the Dodgers. Absolutely. And even though they they did blow a couple of games. Um, they really looked like they could hang in there. And I know the Dodgers, you know, Mookie Betts was out of the lineup today. You know, they might be taking their their feet off the gas just a little bit here down the stretch. But it looked like a team that the Diamondbacks could compete with even on the road. And that's not something that we've seen in a long time. I mean, when the D-backs won uh, a game in this series on Tuesday, it was the first time they beat the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium in more than a year. And at this point, even though this series leaves a sour taste in your mouth, going into next year, the D-backs are going to remember this. And they're going to remember, you know, the pain of a game like this, but they're also going to remember being right there, you know, late in, in all of these games. Really, the only the first game of this series where the Dodgers actually under control or in control the entire way. So I think it's a positive overall going into next year, just knowing that you have a shot against a Dodgers team that is frankly, one of the best baseball teams that we've probably seen in more than a decade. I mean, this 2022 team is just ridiculously good. 
Tyler heard in our comments that earlier today the Giants called up Shelby Miller for their bullpen. I did see that. So at yeah. least I mean, there's that. <laughs> at least at least we're not doing that. Shelby uh, Miller's pitched pretty well for them in AAA, but I don't know at this point. Well, Gi- uh, Giants fans are crazy mad about this team, and I think that's hilarious considering that. They're just one year removed from one of the best seasons that they've from ever winning had. 107 and games. They're already mad at their ownership group for not putting a competitive team on the baseball field. And I am like, hi, Giants fans are just utterly you spoiled. <laughs> Calm your shit down. OK, but let's take a look at the numbers in this series, because like Jesse said, uh, the, Do- the Diamondbacks really did hang in with the Dodgers in this one uh, that that win loss total really feels like it should be swapped. It really feels like it should be four to one. It could be four to be one. honest, and it could be. But uh, the starting pitching ERA, Madison Bumgarner, who we have not talked about, was very, very good. Zach Gallen was very, very good. They have gotten some very good starting pitching. Dre Jameson, Dre Jameson, very, very was good, incredible in the series. So, uh, really, the offense didn't show up in a few games, and they just had disastrous innings it feels like an eighth inning here a ninth inning there that fell apart that really well i mean led to i mean look at losses. look at the batting average with runners in scoring position i mean that's your series right there right yeah, the really diamondbacks is. hit 149 with runners in scoring position in the series they were seven for 47 that's a lot of opportunities and i know it's a five-game series but 47 that's a lot of at bats with runners in scoring position in a five-game series the dodgers only had uh 36 or 37 i believe it was um but yeah, the D-backs just couldn't come through in, in some of those big moments where it counted. And as we saw in this one, you know, the Dodgers are, are at their best late in the game, especially, uh, you know, facing this this version of the Diamondbacks bullpen, which is pretty, pretty tough to watch. I brought up Bumgarner. Six innings pitch, one earned run, uh, one walk, five strikeouts, one hit. Yeah. Very good day from Madison Bumgarner. It was a really good day. And I guess uh, I kind of joked on Twitter about is Mad Bum hashtag good again? And that upset a lot of people. And I know why. <laughs> but I because mean, because he still has like a ERA of around seven in his last 10 like starts. That. Something like that. Or maybe the way that we compared numbers to uh, uh, other guys' numbers who recently just got DFA'd by the Chicago White Sox. But uh, <laughs> we won't talk about that. What we want to talk about is how he was very good. And it's it's weird that Madison Bumgarner now is for me is in a similar position as like the rookies where it's like all right this is encouraging let's see what happens the next outing yeah. like I'm not gonna get too excited about a good outing but at the same time I will say that Madison Bumgarner is a very capable pitcher who has been trying some things this season to be more effective and in reality uh, those might be the things that are causing him the issues. So yeah, uh, who knows if maybe getting back to the basics for him and doing what he's used to might help out. He looked very good. This in was, this, series. this was a different game for mad bum in my mind because we've like, right. We've been talking for a while about, uh, there was a, an instance where mad bum was skipped in order to like work right. on some things with Brent Strom. Right. Uh, we saw him come back. He kind of looked like the same pitcher. This was the first start to me where Mad Bum didn't look like the same pitcher. Like he was actually trying different stuff out there. The man threw his curveball yeah. more than any other yeah. pitch in that start, which Mad Bum has like a, a pretty solid curveball, but it's at least in my memory, it's never been a primary pitch for him or even really a secondary pitch. Like four seamer, cutter, those are usually his main his main offerings with the curveball kind of being a distant third most of the time. Mm. Um, but it was a really, really good pitch for him in that game. And I don't think the Dodgers were expecting it. I think they were like, 
this is not the Madison Bumgarner that we're well, used to facing, and, and they just didn't know what to do with it. We talked about Dre Jamison changing up in his start, going with the more sliders than fastballs than yeah. he did in his first start of the year, right? So, right. like, baseball is kind of a game of that. You do have to kind of come in with a game plan, and you do have to kind of take your opponent a bit by surprise because there is a lot of uh, footage on you. They've seen you a lot, especially... yeah. The Especially Dodgers have seen a lot of a Mad Bum. A lot of Mad Bum, right? So, um, but yeah, it was. There was just so much encouragement. Uh, there's so much encouraging things happening in this series for the Diamondbacks, even for them to come out losing the series three games to yeah. two, right? And that, that to me, when I, as I say that out loud, it sounds like loser talk. I get it, right? <laughs> But what I'm saying is, is that they really did play the Dodgers well. And this is a team that yeah. has a payroll that's a third of what the Dodgers is. The guys yeah. that are doing it, the guys that were effective in the series, Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, Dre Jamison, these are guys that are going to be part of the Diamondbacks organization for a long time. Hopefully a very long time. We, right? saw, we saw Corbin Carroll get booed. We in did. this series, we did at Dodger Stadium. Get used for, to a Dodger fan, yeah. you're gonna be booing that guy for years. Your first of first of May. Oh, you're gonna fucking hate him. You're gonna hate him so much, and we're gonna love him, and we're gonna love how much you hate him. But uh, one guy that the Dodgers fans absolutely love to hate is Christian Walker because he abused the Dodgers. He once again did it in the series, and he was a big part of the offense. He is our DraftKings King of the Series uh, because this guy, 300 batting average, two home runs. Almost had the the winning home run in this game, uh, which we were very excited about. Do a about crew chief review for that dinger, yeah, huh? Yeah, crew chief <laughs> review that, pal. <laughs> Buddy, uh, four RBI in this series. But again, the Diamondbacks, uh, they definitely got a lot of uh, production from the team. Once again, it was a team effort. Christian Walker just, uh, once again, proved that he loves to hit the ball in L.A. This might... Um... This might make people angry again. I know we're, we we're sort this? of on a positive Why side. Are we doing this? But I just somehow I'd forgotten for a second <sighs> that Jake McCarthy was thrown out stealing second base. Yeah. And yeah. that, that Christian that Walker homer. That would have been two runs. Could have been a two run yeah. shot. Now, granted, Mookie Betts single might have brought in two runs anyway. Right. Um, Who knows how the entire game transpires. But yeah, you point, probably right? play the ninth inning a little bit differently if you have a two run lead as opposed to a one run lead. Yep. Yep. I'm not done though. Can I talk a little more about the bullpen? I would love it if you talk more okay. about the bullpen. Right. As long as you're going to bash them and say mean things, I am. I am sort of, sort of going to do that. Let's um, go. So here's the deal, right? The the Dodgers in this game used four relievers. It was Evan Phillips, Alex Vesia, Brewstar Gratterall, and Craig Kimbrell. Right? Those are the four relievers that the Dodgers used in this game. It's Gratterall, Bob Brenly. Yes, <laughs> I think you said greater role, um, but it, we've also mispronounced a few names on the PHNX d podcast. <laughs> Derek you, has. I never you. have. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, Derek me. has many times. Um, uh, they're anyway. saying it wrong. They're pronouncing their own names. <laughs> My point is that I'm pretty confident, Derek, that all four of those relievers that I just mentioned, you got, let's face it, you guys probably didn't even know Evan Phillips or Alex Vesia, right? Like that's not like a staple. You in don't your know mind who they are. Don't pretend like you did. Yeah, don't don't pretend like you did, right? But all four of it. those, all four of those relievers 
would probably be on the top 10 list of Diamondbacks relievers of all time. <laughs> of all time, you said. Potentially. Says. At least like, oh. and I know some of them don't have like a long track record, but Evan Phillips has a 1.24 ERA. In and how like, many games, Jesse? Uh, like, it's like 50 or 60 52, innings. Yeah, like he has, he's done this for the entire season. If Evan Phillips were on the Diamondbacks, he would be like their best reliever by a mile. It wouldn't even be close. And then you have Alex Vesia, who's a lefty for the Dodgers. Over the last two years, if you put those two years together, it would be the best two-year span by a left-handed reliever in Diamondbacks history. I'm pretty confident saying that. And it's Alex Vesia. Like, this isn't Araldis Chapman. This isn't like a household name. That's just how good the Dodgers have been at putting together a bullpen. And then Bruce Star Gratterall, right, comes in. He throws 102 miles an hour. Poor Corbin Carroll probably didn't see that in Reno a few weeks oh ago, right? Um, yeah. And he's just like, he's like, he just came back from injury. He's not even like their ninth inning guy, yeah. right? Yeah. You could make an argument that Craig Kimbrell is the worst reliever on the Los Angeles Dodgers. He has a 4.14 ERA at this point. Is. Yeah, statistically, he actually might be, but. It's just crazy that like the Dodgers are are so good at putting together a bullpen and the Diamondbacks have been so, so bad at putting together a bullpen. And this is not just and this it's year, a focus. Derek. It's not last year. It's not just the last few years. Historically. Historically, since the Diamondbacks inception, and if you've read my articles, you've probably seen me say this, since the Diamondbacks inception in 1998, according to Wins Above Replacement, no team has fewer wins above replacement from the bullpen than the Arizona Diamondbacks. That is over almost 30 years now, right there, I guess. What are we at at this point? 25. 25. This is the 25th, 25th season yeah. in D-backs history. Over 25 seasons, the Diamondbacks bullpen has essentially been the least productive in all of baseball. Mm. And it's about time that the Diamondbacks ownership, um, you know, Mike Hazen, the front office, that they figure out how to fix this problem. And it's not just this regime, right? I can't just pin this on Mike Hazen. No. It's just it's been like this for years and the Diamondbacks need to find a way to get over this or it's just going to keep happening. Right. We're just going to keep coming on here talking about Zach Gallon throwing eight dominant innings and just seeing the whole yeah. thing fall apart in the ninth inning. Right. I don't want to. We don't want to watch this movie again. We've seen the movie <sighs> too many times at this point in the season and it, it's it's gone on far, far too long in Arizona. Here's the thing. Um, not only is it. Not only is it that bad as far as the bullpen goes, but tonight in this game, Reyes Maranta was the Diamondbacks' best option to come out yeah. there. And this is I don't a think guy, any of us would even argue with that. No, like, I think that's what most of us probably wanted to see. At least yeah. again, it being with all transparency, it's what the two of us wanted to see. We were saying it when they decided to pull Zach Gallon out of the game. We were like, either leave Gallon in or at least go to Maranta if you're going to go to somebody, right? Well, that didn't work out, and it starts to feel we start to feel a bit like Tori Lavolo, where it's like, is anything ever going to work out? Can any yeah. suggestion be be the right suggestion? Uh, but that's how good the Dodgers are, is that the Diamondbacks' number one option tonight in a game where they had a lead against the Dodgers in the ninth inning was somebody that the Dodgers recently DFA'd. Oh, my gosh. Because they have so such an abundance of talent that Reyes Maranta did not fit in. And yet over here, as part of the Diamondbacks, he is one of their most consistent relievers. That just shows the gap as far as where the Diamondbacks are and where the Dodgers are. The Dodgers, though, have plenty of experience of blowing games, blowing important games late after they do have a lead, going through the same thing that the Diamondbacks have, right? So it's like the Dodgers, I feel like, are have, have tried to do everything they can to proactively 
make their bullpen as good as you've described with all of those pieces, with all of those names that you've never heard of before that are doing it at the level that they're doing it, right? But it's not like the Diamondbacks haven't tried. It just doesn't work out, right? And trust me, also, it's easy to say, stop hiring, you know, stop stop giving money to guys that are at the tail end of their career to come in here and be closers. But it's not like they haven't tried to address the issue at the same time. Shit, Mike Hazen went out and got two closers th- this this offseason. Yeah. And that still and you didn't can't, work like, out. I know it's easy to look back on that now and be like, oh, I mean, Ian Kennedy, Mark Melanson are so Those are old, old guys. Oh, why'd yeah. you pick up these but veterans? But not, Mark I mean, Melanson led the league in saves yeah, last season. Yeah. Last season, 2021. It's like, it was right there. In the defense of, of Mike Hazen, that's a great point. Like, let's not pretend that we weren't all thinking about how great it was that the Diamondbacks had not one but two closers coming into this oh, I mean, season, I mean, right? I made several jokes about it. Now, yeah. I, I know the words, well, if one guy doesn't work out, we got another guy. I fucking yeah. flew out of my mouth jokingly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we thank you guys again for being here. If you guys are members of PHNX, we thank you for that. We love you for that. Uh, we've talked about our meetup uh, tomorrow. We're going to talk about that some more. But if you're a member already, uh, you're the best. If you're not a member, sign up. <laughs> get yourself a month-to-month membership. You can get your first month for just 50 cents. Jesse was telling people like that, and they said 50 cents, that's it. I'm in. Yeah, right? I was amazed. It's like some people were like, wait, really? 50 like, cents? That's it. Which I, I have to applaud people today because, you know, as someone who writes articles that are frequently behind a paywall, you just have to be ready on Twitter that you're gonna you're gonna tweet out an article and someone's gonna want to read it. And they're going to see that it's behind a paywall and they're just going to get really mad at you and they're just going to heckle you in the comments. Right. Uh, but today that didn't happen. People were like, well, I'm not a subscriber, but, you know, and they made some... we have the best followers on Twitter. We I'm really not do. Lie. You guys are the best. I, I don't know about the other beats. I apologize for them and their followers, but we have the best followers. You guys yeah, I basically always just have a good them, attitude like, about it. And... I just said, like, you can get your first month for 50 cents. People are like, OK, done. Mm-hmm. I was like. Wow, is it is it always this easy to just like ask, get new ask, members? Just I don't, ask, just I don't ask know. nicely, just be nice. <laughs> uh, and you can also get a, a month, uh, annual membership and you'll get yourself a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com. So if you've thought about picking one of those up, you might as well get the membership along with it. Regardless of your membership status, you will get access to our members-only Discord, which is always a great place to be, as well as members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, if you're here right now with us in the chat, we appreciate you guys for being here. Stand up late with us on this special PHNX D-backs After Dark episode. Uh, if you're subscribed to the channel, awesome. If you haven't done already, uh, do so. Uh, make sure to sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, and if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, we appreciate you as a listener. Uh, we thank you. And please subscribe on your favorite app and leave us a five-star review. Jesse, another bad thing about that ninth inning. It officially eliminated the Arizona Diamondbacks from playoff contention this postseason. Well, I darn it, I was still holding out some hope. Help? You know, I had some hope you too. still figured that ah, if, if the Brewers he's and joking, the Phillies I'm not. I lost still, 13 consecutive games, right, see, Diamondbacks won out. I told you, you never he, know. Was, he wasn't being honest. <laughs> I was being honest. I still had hope. I still believed. I never stopped believing until that E is next to the Arizona Diamondbacks name. And unfortunately, that E has appeared. But... Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of these other uh, playoff matchups because it's interesting. There is still, like you said, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Milwaukee Brewers seem to be engaged in a little something. San Diego yeah. is still in that mix. So the D-backs B- have a chance to play spoiler. Uh, they finished the season against the Milwaukee Brewers. So that's right. Um, 
yeah, they have a shot to to actually still impact the the playoff picture at this point. Or so. or maybe if the Brewers winning gets them into the playoffs and eliminates the Padres, maybe the Diamondbacks just lay down like <laughs> Kevin Nash did for Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Finger poking doom. Just go down for the series. Let them walk over you and right into the playoffs over the Padres. Right now, the I, I Padres. So the Padres have a half game lead over the Phillies. The Phillies have they've won their last two games, but they sort of nosedived for a little bit before that. So. Uh, the Padres have now uh, hopped over the Phillies, but but yeah, I mean, you know, there's still a couple weeks, and some things could change hands, and who knows? Maybe that maybe the D-backs have an opportunity to <laughs> try to get the Brewers into the playoffs, <laughs> and you know, try to screw the Padres in the process. We'll we'll see. There's a lot of interesting storylines: Tampa Bay making it into a wild card spot, Seattle making it into the wild card spot, Toronto. Oh, the Mariners. Oh, oh the, the Mariners. Mariners. Yeah, they. I you know I met a lot of Mariners fans when I was living in in Washington and honestly there's not that many of them at least like in my immediate circle there everyone roots for the Seahawks and they're like unaware that Seattle has a local baseball team oh like God. they don't they don't actually know it's a thing but the these, poor Mariners these are people in their twenties aren't they they have to be uh yeah it's a sort of a sort of a mix if, um, if you grew up in the nineties there's no way you don't know the Mariners but that's an old that's thing. fair okay. that's fair um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the more I think about it, like older people, they they've had their scars from rooting for the uh, for the Mariners over the years, so I, they probably knew who they were. But anyway, the Seattle Mariners haven't made the playoffs since two thousand one, uh, so I just I just have to give them a little, little shout out. Looks hey, like they're in they're in good position. They're in good year. position, and interestingly enough, the next team that could make it in instead of them is the Baltimore Orioles, yeah. who have had a fantastic season. The Baltimore Orioles and the Arizona Diamondbacks were fighting for last place at this time last season right so crazy the fact that that the orioles are four games out of a wild card spot and the diamondbacks just now today were eliminated from wild uh from playoff contention just goes to show how far those two teams have come you know and and how much they've kind of bounced back when you look at how many teams are below them how many teams were there last year too right like the nationals were one of the bottom teams pittsburgh was these teams are still at the bottom right Oakland these are all teams that were there last year Baltimore and the Arizona Diamondbacks have both had the best uh bounce back seasons of any team with obviously Baltimore being seven games over 500 being a much better much better bounce back season. pretty wild also Kyle Bradish for the Baltimore Orioles today had a perfect game going he finished with eight and two-thirds innings in that game so uh yeah speaking of Guys, you maybe never Guys heard of who shoving. were like really, really, really good. Uh, yeah, Kyle Bradish, pretty, pretty incredible outing for him uh, tonight for Baltimore. Uh, Aaron Judge has been doing incredible things for the New York Yankees. Uh, one thing I find to be kind of funny as a person that I mean, don't don't get me wrong, I my 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 bloodline ties back to being a Yankees fan deep down inside. Yeah, but we've we've heard about you your dark heard past. That. I don't, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't let try, it out a few times. I don't try to hide my past. I just try <laughs> to embrace it and learn from it and get better as a person, right? But uh, there are a lot of people mad about Aaron Judge being the big story in baseball this year, and I kind of find that funny because how is he not? I mean, is he yeah. not? Is he not the big story in baseball? Like, there, he and Otani, right? I guess, but Otani's old news, though. (laughs) Otani isn't, at the very least, Otani isn't doing all this for a team that's winning their division and going into the postseason, right? I mean, the Angels were were somehow eliminated before the Diamondbacks were. Yeah. (laughs) It's not good for them over there in Anaheim, right? But uh, definitely, I get get what people are saying. Shohei Otani is always going to be up there. He's always going to be there. But 
there's times where you know you gotta give the guy that's that's having the special moment for his team. I, I think it's just one of those things that a lot of uh, national sports writers give it attention, and then that pisses a lot of people off that like so much attention yeah. is being driven. I mean, and he, he's in New York, you know. I mean, there's just like it's a perfect recipe for Aaron Judge to get all of the baseball headlines from the national media for like several months, which is basically what's happened. But uh, I guess he's having an okay year. It's an all know? right year. You know, 60 yeah. homers, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I I guess that's that's worthy of some notoriety. So all uh, right. been well, pretty incredible. Who do you think is poised to have a magical run in the playoffs, Jesse? Ooh, who is poised to have a magical run in the playoffs? Um, I still think the New York Mets are a pretty interesting team. Um, there have been some health issues, obviously, with Scherzer and DeGrom, but I mean, those two guys are about as dominant of a one-two punch as you'll find, and of course, in the playoffs, that's huge, and Diamondbacks fans know that better than anyone. If you have a dominant one-two punch in the postseason, <laughs> you can yep. you can get pretty far, we even know, if you have some other holes in other places. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And everyone wants to see the trumpets in the playoffs, like throughout, throughout all of October. Give There's nobody us. who doesn't want to see that. Yeah, so no, you're not wrong about that. The Dodgers, as good as they are right now, and as genuinely like incredible as this team is, you can still kind of see how in the playoffs some things could go wrong for them. Um their starting rotation depth is is pretty solid. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, I think, is still on his way back from injury, but you're still at a spot where, like, okay, you know, Tyler Anderson's had this outstanding season, but like, is Tyler Anderson gonna, you know, start big games in the postseason? Like, I don't, I don't know if they're totally ready to go there yet. I feel like you're just picking on guys that play for the Dodgers that have two first names. Like it's like Tyler Anderson. Anderson. I guess Anderson is a first name. I mean, and yeah, Anderson Cooper. There's Anderson a very Cooper. Can you think of I'm, another Anderson? Than I don't Anderson need to Cooper? because that guy has Anderson a Pack. Show. Anderson Pack. I have no idea. Who exactly. Of Pack. course. Why should I even do this with of you? Of course. Why should I even tell you names <laughs> of famous people that you don't even know? It's not a game I'm going to play with you tonight. Yeah. Well, I Evan a, Phillips. All of these guys. You have a problem with two name, first name guys. <laughs> Anyway, Tyler, yeah, I, Anderson is a last name far more often than it's Look, a first if you name. Have but two, I grant if you, have you a first name and a last name that are sound like two first names, Jesse's going to say I that was just talking nobody about knows Alex who you Vessia. are. Are you about to tell me that no, you know, that's, that's okay. you know no, someone whose first name is Vessia? I could know someone that knows his name Vessia. No, you don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have heard of them anyway. Yeah, that's, did, exactly. So exactly. Sort of a point. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is. This is what my day is like all the time, <laughs> folks. This is what my text message exchanges with Jesse are like. This is what meetings with him are like. It's like this all the time. Just it's me poking time. and prodding you, right. and then yeah. and then you like answer my like, question or whatever, and I don't I don't understand your exactly response. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I feel like I'm on OGs with this guy all the time, but that's a good thing because OGs. Uh, make you feel great. And if you haven't had a chance to try out our friends at OGs, they have a brand new line of sleep gummies that are incredible. Take it from somebody who has enjoyed them and digested them and had some very, very good night sleeps. I told you, Jesse, I have an internal clock that runs at about six hours. That's the most I can sleep uh, in one stretch is about six hours. And luckily, with the sleep edition gummies, uh, you won't have that problem because I don't have that problem anymore. Uh, don't sleep on these. Uh, they are the brand new uh, aqua berry flavor gummies that have a special formula of two to one THC to CBN ratio, which CBN is a sleep compound that specifically helps with falling asleep and staying asleep. Uh, 
Michaela asked me the other day if she has a problem with taking uh, Indica's and then waking up. I told her she probably shouldn't take this because if she can't wake up on an Indica, let me tell you, this particular one knocked me out <laughs> like a like a sack of bricks. I don't know. Is that what it's a sack of bricks? I don't know. But uh, we recommend you check it out so you sleep like a sack of bricks over at OG's online uh, at OG'sBrands.com or on Instagram at OG's Brands. That's O-G-E-E-Z. Uh, find their products at your local dispensary. If you can't, check their website. Must be 21 years or older uh, to purchase. And grab yourself some OG's. Get yourself a great night's sleep. And get ready to join us out at Four Peaks Brewing Company at the A Street Pub for our ASU tailgate party. Come out to Peaks Tailgate this Saturday to get to will this ASU team on. They need your help. They need your support. Uh, they, they, they need to beat Utah. That's what they need to do. So $50 gets you access to the full buffet. The buffet is loaded, Jesse. This is still the most wild deal in PHNX Pizza, history right here. Nachos, chicken wings, grilled chicken sandwiches, pulled pork, barbecue sandwiches, dessert, including cheesecake and donut holes. Plus, you'll get two four piece pumpkin beers. porter cheesecake. Yeah. Don't skip over that. Yeah, this oh, is, yeah. This no, is you're not right. any cheesecake. This isn't just Jared. any cheesecake. It you is all know October's right around the corner. Pumpkin porter cheesecake. Uh, it's 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 pumpkin season. You guys know that it's pumpkin. It's PSL season, uh, and the best way to celebrate that is with pumpkin porter cheesecake. But you also get two free beers and a ride to the stadium. Plus, like I said, the PHNX Sun Devils guys will be out there cheating at Cornhole. They'll be cheating at Jenga, <laughs> and they'll be cheating at Connect Four. So keep an eye on them at all times. And I don't know if this deal has passed yet, but it's still in the ad read. So the first 15 people to sign up receive a ticket to the game and a PHNX membership. The next 15 people to sign up will receive a PHNX membership. That's $150 value for 50 bucks. I mean, and it's a great Saturday. Let me tell you, it's the best, best way to spend your Saturday. Click the link in our show notes to sign up. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, it's been fun to watch the Chicago White Sox slowly slip away as close as they got wow. to their division, <laughs> Jesse. Because, again, uh, misery loves company. Remember that, folks. Uh, when, when you're miserable, you don't want to see people happy. You don't want to see people succeed. And we don't want to see the CHGO White Sox guys happy. Uh, they called us lowly. We're petty, and we remember that. And more than anything, we want to see them lose their division so that none of us make the postseason. Uh, they <laughs> might be the best mid-team in our division, but damn it. Uh, we're coming. We're we're creeping on the come up next season. Actually, they're a young and exciting team too. So we'll see what happens next season. But taking a look at the All City Division, uh, they definitely uh, still seem to uh, kind of have a stranglehold on first place. Uh, Rockies, White Sox aren't making the playoffs. Though. They're not making the playoffs. They're though. six and a half games out of the wild card happening. at this point. The Orioles are in front of them. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's really there's just pretty much no way we gave up hope a long time ago but they're just giving up hope now so we're just trying to rub it in at this point uh the chicago cubs jesse out of out of the cellar taking over third place and our friends patrick and the dnvr rockies they slip into last yeah i don't know if i thought that would happen at any point like not some, this season yeah i i pretty much was sold that the cubs were going to ride the basement the rest of the way but yeah the rockies have not not played great um really i mean for the entire season at this point but um the best of the worst there you go uh josh what said that derek it is quite in fact the opposite you should be sleeping on these including these that's sleep gummies that was a good joke uh ryan <laughs> says we are the best of the worst uh no the best of the worst yeah the chicago white Sox, i suppose but we'll get them at we'll the get end of soon. the day 
I mean, none of us make the playoffs. It so it yeah, matter. like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter whether you finish with 82 wins or 78 wins or 72 wins. None of them are making the playoffs. As long as we don't finish with 75 wins. Because if we finish with 75 wins, this guy over here is going to be in suffering. That was my prediction yeah. at the beginning of we the know. season. We know. That you, was my prediction six months ago. You've talked about it. You've brought it I'm up I'm pretty before. sure I let's, have the ability to predict the future. Let's we'll take see. a look. If you did, you'd win more money on these sporting apps. Uh, let's take a look at the schedule <laughs> coming fair. up to see if the Diamondbacks are going to get to 75 wins. Uh, they just hit 70 with their win yesterday. 